Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric. Hey, this is Eddie. And welcome to Commit or Quit. This is a show where we review the first two episodes of a popular, typically a K-drama. And we decide if we like it. And if we do, we commit to it. If we don't like it and we think it's trash, then we trash it and we say, bye. We quit it. But we don't like to trash. We just like to say things that we don't particularly love. Right? I don't think we trash on anything. We don't trash anything. We just give everybody like a real dose of our personal… Do we like it or not? It's very simple. Very simple. That's um, right. But welcome back. Welcome back to the show. It's kind of weird because I feel like we haven't recorded this in a while. Um, I think we had shot a lot a few weeks ago. And those were finally out. And now we're getting back into the groove of shooting some more content. And I'm glad we are because we have some brand new shows to talk about. Don't we? Yes, indeed, Eric. We're very, very excited about this week's uh, this week's show. And uh, I'm ready to jump right back into it. It has been a minute, but here we are. Just the two of us. Yep, it is just the two of us today. And uh, as a heads up, if you are joining this show for the first time, there are spoilers to the first two episodes of this show, whatever show we talk about. And again, we decide at the end, do we love it and we commit it, commit to it, or we don't like it and we're going to quit it, just so we save everybody a little bit of time. And uh, if you've already seen it, Maybe you'll agree with this. Maybe you'll disagree. But hey, you have a new a new perspective. So on today's episode, we're going to be discussing a new K-drama. It's called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Starring heartthrob Kim Seon, who you guys may also know from the big hit, My Love from Another Star. And um, he is joined by a great female co-star who we will jump into in just a little bit. But I think everybody was excited to have Kim Seon back because he hasn't had a drama in a few years. So, um, you know, as if you guys don't know, Eddie, one of Eddie's favorite dramas of all time is what? My Love for Another Star. And it I is mean, the, it's the first drama I've ever seen, to be fair. Um, so it, this is something that I've been looking forward to seeing. I haven't seen a guy like Kim Seon in a drama in some time. So this is… Uh, this is really exciting stuff. All right. Well, Eddie, it's okay if you don't like this drama. Or should we say, it's okay to not be okay with it's okay not to be okay. To not be okay? I don't know. All right. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. Hey, uh, what do you want to watch? I don't know. Oh, I actually heard this is really good. What do you say? Should we commit or quit? All right, so it's okay to not be okay. AKA in Korean, it's called Saikuchiman Kenchana. The literal translation of the Korean title is it's okay to be psycho. Or like the nuance is I can like you even if you're a psycho. That's kind of the nuance of the way it's written. It is a romantic comedy and drama. It is airing concurrently on TVN in Korea um, on Saturday and Sundays. And it is also on Netflix. It is written by Cho Young. Cho Young. And directed by Park Shinu. Sorry, these names are in English 
So I may be mispronouncing them. Um, but Eddie, please go ahead. Share with us a Netflix synopsis. An extraordinary road to emotional healing opens up for an antisocial children's book writer and a selfless psych ward caretaker when they cross paths. All right. So before we jump into this, the cast and characters, I mean, Eddie, how excited were you when you heard that, you know, Kim Seo is doing a new drama? I was very excited. It's like watching Brad Pitt coming back in after going quiet for about 10 years. Mm. Is Kim Seo at Brad Pitt level for you? I think so. I specifically remember when he started his Instagram a couple years after My Love from Another Star. And he posted a photo of himself like on some monkey bars in LA. <laughs> and he must have gotten like 3 million likes. And I was like, this dude is the really? real deal. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yes. Um, he is back. Kim Seon is back. And to the delight of many of his fans um, and lovers of K-dramas, he's playing a character called Moon Kang Tae. He is an orphaned caregiver and a nursing assistant at a psychiatric ward. Lives with and takes care of his older brother, who is Moon Sangte. So his name is Kangte. His brother's name is Sangte. So Kangte's older brother, Kim Jun's older brother, has autism spectrum disorder, um, and uh, they live together. Uh, and then the other main character, the female lead character, is Ko Moon Young, Moon Young, played by Seo Yeji. And she is a successful children's book author with a very abrasive personality. And I believe um, in the translation, uh, it says that she has an antisocial personality disorder. Um, mm. So yes, this drama is touching on a lot of different topics. Um, but it does so in a way that is both comedic, romantic, um, with touches of, you know, sincerity when it's needed. So those are your main characters. Ko Moon Young, the female. Moon Kang Tae, Kim Soo Hyun. And Moon Sang Tae, who's played by Oh Chung Se. Now, uh, there are a few other characters such as like Ko Moon Young's like CEO of her company, um, some assistants, and um, you know, people coming in and out. But those I think are the main ones. So how does the show start? The show starts with a short stop motion animation of a dark children's fairy tale. And then we're introduced to Ko Moon Young. And she is a cold, like kind of heartless children's book author with like no real regard for people's feelings. Um, and she has this like fascination with things that are morbid, dark. All of her illustrations in her books are like about zombies and witches and death and she has this opening scene with like a knife, a steak knife that she just drags across a, a plate, which wanted, which made my, my, my hand and my fingers and toes curl. I just, I hated it. I hated it. Um, she has witch vibes. She has, she has bad witch vibes. Mm -hmm. um, so through the first episode, we're kind of just like introduced to these characters. Um, Kang Tae and Moon Young, they cross paths when they find themselves in an unexpected encounter during a book reading event at the hospital at which Kang Tae works, right? Um, and then there's like a lot of this back and forth play of like flashbacks of Kang Tae who, as a kid, and presumptively, I guess what the show is foreshadowing is that the two of them knew each other when they were young. They just don't really realize it yet. So he has lines where he's like, I wanted to see you again because your eyes reminded me of somebody that I used to like. And 
the girl that he used to like was this like very cold, heartless, um, mean, antisocial girl. And I guess all the viewers, we kind of put two and two together and say, oh, it's her and that's him. And it's just like an unrequited love story kind of thing. Right. Um, second episode, we have uh, a lot of that flashback stuff coming back. And then we find out that all the characters have been through a lot. Kang Tae and Sang Tae, siblings. Mother was killed uh, when they were both little. And Sang Tae witnessed the murder, but he wasn't exactly able to explain what he saw. Um, and he just kept saying butterflies. Like the butterfly did it. The butterfly did it. And then as for Munyong, her mother was a famous author who passed away. And her father used to be a successful architect who became mentally ill. And throughout this, the second episode, it's kind of like hinting at, is she the one that made them go crazy? Or is she the reason that they died? And in the flashbacks, uh, the little girl is killing butterflies. And then Kang Tae, Sang Tae, their mother, apparently was killed by butterflies as well. Um, so it's a lot of this like back and forth of like, is this fate? Is this star-crossed lovers? That kind of thing. And it all comes together when there is a public book signing event. And Sang Tae, who's such a big fan of this author, wants to go get her, her signature. So they go to the book signing. There's this big debacle, this big event that happens. And essentially, Munyang, the female author, really likes Kang Tae, Kim Seon. And she has this like thing of like, I want him. I want that. And I am obsessed. And this is what it means to be kind of obsessed and attached to something. And she kind of likens it to Red Heels, um, which is why the second episode has the, the word Red Heels in it as well. So I don't know. We didn't want to give too much away. I think for me, this drama so far has been a little bit more about just feelings and just like kind of setting up all the different tricks and ploys that a great K-drama does um, with backstory, current day story. And then it's like, oh, they should know that they're that person that they used to like and they should know each other, but they don't. Also, what happened to their mom? Also, is this girl an evil witch? Et cetera, et cetera. So I don't want to give too much away. Eddie, did I miss anything important? Uh, I think you did a really good job recapping that. It is very complex with all of the flashbacks and, yeah. and the tone of the film. Uh, but I, I think you hit it right on the head. So how are you liking but, this so far? Well, before we say that, like, don't you think though that the flashbacks here make a lot more sense than The King? Oh, 100%. I mean, I still don't know what happened <laughs> in The King. Honestly, I've, I've erased that from my brain. I uh, still completely. don't understand what that drama was. But anyways. Yeah. anyways if you guys anyways. are curious to know what we're talking about, um, two episodes, three episodes before this, we, we cover The King. And there's just mass confusion and chaos. Uh, so you should check that out if you haven't. And nobody knows what happened. And I still don't know what happened. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading the comments and a lot of the people that enjoyed it, they had to stick it through and just watch the entire thing for it to make sense. Yeah. But we ain't got time for that. That's the purpose of this show. We ain't got time for that stuff. So anyways. Hey guys, what's up? This is Eric Nam here, and today's episode of Commit or Quit is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for 
people like you and myself to take. If you're creative and you're curious, this place is for you. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Real growth, not fake growth, real growth. So you can unlock your creativity by exploring classes such as graphic design, film, photography, music production, and a lot more. There's literally a class for almost everything on Skillshare. So on Committed Quit, we obviously talk a lot about movies and shows. And if you are a movie or TV buff, you could take a class such as Cinematography Basics, Understanding Filmmaking Style by Zach Mulligan. And uh, if you're interested, I just got to say Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when you compare it to pricey in-person workshops and classes. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So commit or quit. Family, listen, we got a super cool deal for you. If you want to check it out, you can have two months free, like no charge, premium membership, and you can explore classes and your creativity at Skillshare.com slash commit. So easy, right? Skillshare.com slash commit. Go ahead, send me a project, whatever you draw or make, just send it to me. I'd love it. All right, bye. That's right. Um, But Eddie, what do you think about this drama so far? I think it's interesting. I think the themes that we're about to explore right now are, you know, themes that aren't commonly explored in Korean dramas. I will say, as we mentioned in the intro, Kim Ji-hyun, seeing him for the first time in a while, um, that's been really nice. Uh, very similar acting. Um, <laughs> dude got super ripped. I remember uh-huh. he's like changing in the, in the locker room and he had like an eight pack. So that's great for him. Uh, at that moment, Brainy looked over at me and was like, oh, Kim Ji-hyun's like, looking real good. I was like, do you want me to be an actor? Because if you want me to just work out all day and look good, I'll try my best. But mm. ain't no one got time for that right now. Ain't nobody got time for that. Exactly. We're trying to, exactly. we're trying to survive in the times of corona. That's what we're trying to do. Right? Exactly. Like, oh, just eating mac and cheese every day. Just like the instant cup noodles. Just Wait, trying to get serious it, question. Trying to get by. Serious question. Yeah. Do grocery stores have toilet paper now? Oh yeah, it's like it's overstocked, but oh, you really? can see okay. like older people uh, still like buying a ton of toilet paper just in case something happens uh-huh. like this. So people uh-huh. that are hoarding pre-coronavirus are hoarding even harder in preparation for another situation like that. Oh my god! But not to go off too sidetracked, but I went to Publix just a couple of days ago. I wanted to get some honey baked ham, and they said, "Nope, we're out of ham," mm. and it's because the supply chain is totally messed up. Oh. So apparently it's like it's a nationwide thing where there's like a shortage of ham. Which like I didn't really care that much. Like I'm not a big ham eater. But yeah. the fact that I didn't have the option to buy ham, that really, you know, it put me on edge. And then I looked around and like nobody was wearing masks. And then I just started having <laughs> a panic attack. You know what? I don't think it's something to panic about. Because there are people in the world who do without ham for their entire life. You're right. And… There are much worse things that we could be freaked out about. And um, it's just… Yeah. We could. Yeah, We're going to be fine. But anyways, going yeah, back to Kim Seon's so. abs. We got to yes. talk about Kim Seon, right? I don't know how we went from Kim Seon to Honey Baked Ham. I really… I don't remember. Don't worry I about it. I hope our listeners haven't jumped off the show yet. But okay. We're back. <laughs> Anyways, why don't we uh, go ahead and, and explore some of the main talking points and, and central themes 
let's, that we, we picked out. Do it. Um, let's see. What are some… There are a lot of topics here that we have to… That we can discuss. One thing I do want to just go ahead and get off of my chest… And you already mentioned it… Which is why we have to talk about it… Is that I did find Kim Soo-hyun's acting to be exactly the same. Like… From My Love for Another Star? Yeah. I, I think he's a… I think he has great roles. He's a good looking guy. And he has like the perfect like… I'm the romantic love interest of a drama. But like all of his deliveries were just like… I'm just so good looking. And I was like… Yeah. He just says a line. He doesn't really have like a lot of facial expressions. That's right. Right? Eric, I like where you're taking this right now. Because this is the exact conversation that Brittany and I, and I had… Um, as we were watching the first episode. It's uh, like… In all these K-dramas… Even from my sassy girl… And all these… E-10-1 class and all these like female leads… They're always uh-huh. the most dominating figures. And like every… Like you know they just have… Everybody… Like even my love from another star. Right? Chun Jiyeon. She's just like… She's so alpha. And everybody yeah. around her has to like react to how she's feeling. And right. in this case too… Uh, you know… Moon Young is like… She's got a manager around her. Like you know… Kangte. She's like… This is what I want. This is what I'm going to get. It's like… The, the, the gender roles in K-dramas are very consistent. Like that. For the female lead. And then for the guys… They're just like… Be stoic. Be handsome. Be jacked. And like give us two facial expressions. Where you give a little smile. <laughs> if you're like… <laughs> taking care of this person emotionally. Or right. like… Stern look if something serious is happening. Right. But flash those abs whenever you need to. Just be as handsome as possible. Every scene I saw in these first two episodes… I'm, I'm distracted. I'm not even like thinking. I'm just like… This dude is just really handsome. Yeah. And different lighting. And you know like… The way they pause it and go slow motion on everything. Um, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on that. And this is… A, don't misunderstand our listeners. We're not talking bad. We're just saying… So observation. It's observation, guys. And you know what? I I really do like uh, the female lead here. Ko Moon-young. Mm-hmm. Played by Seo ji I think she is… She has such a great voice. She has an amazing voice. She, I think, has very dynamic expressions in some ways. Like she does play stoic character. But when she needs to be very, very… Expressive she is. And even when it's like a foreboding like deeper darker kind of thing. She does that so well. So I'm really excited about seeing how her roles kind of develop as well. But anyways. I just couldn't stop and help myself from making parallel like thoughts and observations from My Love From Another Star. In this drama. So all to say if you like My Love From Another Star. I think you will really like the first two episodes of this so far. Right. Um, but okay. So for real. Let's jump into some talking points. One of the talking points that we wanted to talk about today. Is exploring like childhood trauma. Right? Mental health. Um, mental disorders or illnesses. Um, and how childhood trauma can stay with you for life. Right? Um, I think in this show. Kangta and Moonyoung are both suffering from their own childhood traumas. Um, Kangta's mom uh, was murdered. Moon father tried to kill her when she was young. And we also see scars both emotionally and figuratively and literally. Um, 
just throughout the development of the first two episodes. And uh, I don't know. Like, what did you... I, I, I guess the one thing that I do want to say about the Korean drama scene right now in general is over the past few months since we've started this show, we've seen a lot of more, a lot more shows address mental health. Um, right. Which is, I personally think is great. Um, mm-hmm. There was a scene that got me pretty upset where it's like, where Kangta's brother was being yelled at at the book signing. And the dude, the dad was like calling him a freak and everything. And I was like, I really hope that's not a realistic depiction. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure people do react that way. But mm-hmm. I think if anything, I was like, man, if people just had a little bit of a better understanding of people who may have mental disorders, then this could be not fully solved, but it could help the world go around just a little bit better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The first episode we ever shot on Commit or Quit, you said one of the reasons why you loved E.T. One Class is the fact that the first episode opens up with her at like a therapy session with the mm-hmm. psychologist and talking about her feelings and, and, and how, you know, what she's going through. I think the fact that these dramas are highlighting that it's okay to talk about trauma and mental health, I think it's a good step forward in the entire genre and just Korea as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. So that we we can just have more open discussion um, about how people are feeling, especially at a time like this. You know? I mean, even uh, in episode one, there's this little girl whose father has a mental illness and like tried to kill her and her himself. So like they don't have to suffer in this world. And she says like, my dad's not a bad person. He's just not well. You know, mm-hmm. it's in Korean, they say, and I think they actually said that in, that's a line that's in the drama. But what that phrase means, I learned it a few years ago. Um, but it's like, you could be saying the same thing in Korean and it could mean something completely different. Right? right. It's literally the, the difference of one syllable or, or one emphasis that gives people a completely different impression of what you're trying to say. So, for example, if I said, Mohe, right? It means, hey, what are you doing? But if I said, Mohe, it's like, what the F kind of thing. Same word, right. different vibe. And, I, and that's like a very bad example. But like, there's just so many different ways that in the Korean language, it is very, very nuanced and difficult to pick up on. Um, yep. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I got here. But anyways, anywho, let's talk about trauma. Like, I don't want to talk too much about deep childhood traumas for ourselves too personally. But like, I feel like everybody has childhood things, traumatic experiences that stay with them for their entire lives. There are a couple that I think of just in elementary school where I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Just big defining moments. But do you have any that you want to share? Eric, you want me to disclose some of my deepest, darkest childhood traumas? I mean, I just want right everybody now. in the world to know what they are. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. I think across the board, people don't give kids enough credit for mm. thinking they know what's going on. They may not fully get it the way that an adult does. But if you treat them badly or you yell at them or you slight a child, even if they're three years old, four years old, there's a chance they will remember Like I have instances when I'm like four years old, five years old. I don't know. It's just little things. But I heard that as your brain is developing, 
um, any moment that you have like a huge adrenaline moment, it kind of like sears into your brain. Yeah. So you remember it. Um, like I remember just silly things, but I can remember every time a teacher yelled at me in elementary school <laughs> and I can pinpoint exactly like why they did that. I I've, feel like we have a recurring theme on this show of you and your teachers getting in fights. <laughs> I remember one time I… Do you remember in elementary school? I don't know if you had this, but like you pull a card where if you mm-hmm. misbehave, you go from a green to a yellow to a red. And it's like timeout or you don't get recess or like different things. Uh-huh. And I just remember uh, in first grade. I forgot. I do remember her name. I'm not going to say her name. But uh, some kid got in trouble and my teacher was like, like, Mark, go pull a card. And I, and I said, yeah, Mark, go pull a card. Mind you, I don't know why I said it like that. But she goes, Eric, you pull a card. And I was like, why? I didn't do anything. He's like, you are being rude and disrespectful. And I was like, I guess this is rude and disrespectful. I just had no clue as a six-year-old kid. Um, but for me, that was like the first time I ever got in trouble. So I remember right. that was like the first time I ever had a punishment. And I was so sad. Um, Let me ask that you that this. Happened. Does betrayal count as childhood trauma? Yes. Yeah. I well, mean, I've, I, a... I've told this story about my teacher like bullying me for eating an Asian snack in second grade. I still remember that. Oh, right. That's second grade. The yan yan in the can can. The can can. But what about you? The first time it was kindergarten. One of my buddies, his name is Ryan. You can look him up. Find the yearbook. Find where if you can pinpoint who this Ryan is, good for you. I hope he hears this. <laughs> he we were like really good friends the first couple of months as I'm just trying to figure out how to be a, you know, five-year-old kid away from mm. home for like seven hours a day. So we kind of latched onto each other. We had a special bond over soccer and and video games. And one day at lunch, you know, we're eating these hamburgers and he, you know, one of these kids, Greg. He gets up to go use the potty and, you know, the teacher escorts him. So there's no teacher supervisor at the lunch table. He says, hey, why don't you poke some holes into that guy's burger with your fork? And I was like, oh, no, I, I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, do it. It'll be funny. And I get my fork and I guess I poke one hole in it and we start giggling. And even at the time, I know what's dope and what's not dope. I was like, Ryan, whatever I thought about you positively, like you're kind of weird. Like that wasn't even funny, but you're laughing like a madman. I poke uh-huh. the hole. He's laughing. I'm laughing along with him. He raises his hand and says like, Miss Johnson, Eddie is like messing with Greg's food. Look, he poked holes in it <laughs> while he's been gone. And at that moment, I was like, <laughs> wow, there is a real darkness in this world. Like people that just want to see the world burn. No. This kid, Ryan… We never spoke after that. I don't know if this was like part of his plan. His little sinister plan to wrap me in close. I, I just felt so betrayed. And I uh, I was disgusted, frankly. And mm. if we, you know, met today and he apologized, I don't know if I would accept it. Because everything up until that point, my innocence was taken away from me that day. Freaking Ryan. So, that's one of my traumas. Freaking Ryan. You know what else I remember that was traumatic to me? And this is like… I remember the first day of kindergarten. I got to school. I don't know where I was going. So I literally stood in the hall and I cried. Because I had no idea what I was doing. I could barely speak English. I'm just standing there. I'm like, what's going on? 
And then the other time is… I don't know if you remember this. But I was in second grade and you were in kindergarten probably. And we Mm -hmm. happened to be in the same gym class at the same time. And you were running like with a friend. And you bashed your head into a fire extinguisher holder on the wall. It had like a… Yeah. It had… It was a metallic like… It it holds like a fire extinguisher inside of it for Mm -hmm. emergencies. And you bashed your head into it. And I was like, oh no. My brother's hurt. So I run over and and you were like, my head. And I look at it. (laughs) And I was like, your brain's outside of your head. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Literally. It was like… This is the first time I'm hearing this. Do you not remember this at all? No. So you had like a little… Like you bashed your head in. And I still remember this. And I look at it and I was like, oh no, you're hurt. And it wasn't you saw just my blood. Brain? It looked like brain. And so in uh-huh. my as, as a second grader, I was like, my brother's brain is falling out of his head. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean like, I'm sure there's a skull that protects the brain and everything. But when you're in second grade, I don't know. So I was like, oh my God. Are you sure you didn't dream this? You no, sure you didn't dream this? I… I 100% remember it's like if you walk into the gym, right? The main doors of the gym. Mm-hmm. It's like a big square, right? Yeah. You were on like the right side of the gym. On the wall. What I, like, I do? Oh did I God. cry? Definitely didn't cry. I mean you're probably too badass to cry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ryan had already betrayed me. I had no feelings <laughs> at this point. You became Munyong. That's what happened. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I would love to sit down and break bread and get to know you and just know like what other like little stories like this that I may not know of where again like childhood trauma, if you go through something, you bury it deep. You know, you don't want to like confront it. And I, you know, I even still do it today as an adult. But I'd love to, you know, buy you a drink and just discuss things like this. I had no idea that my brain was leaking out onto the gym floor. (laughs) Well, you know what? Maybe if it's a nice glass of whiskey and over the span of the rest of this podcast, you know, okay. whatever seasons we're doing, we can we can look into it. Great, I, I look forward. I look forward to getting to know you. All right, likewise. that's great. Um, Moving you know, on. Let's let's move on. Um, <laughs> I guess another cool thing that we should not cool thing. Another thing that we could talk about is I felt related to a statement where a friend says Kangte Kim Seo never builds deep relationships, and he knows he has to move on. Every year. From different place to different place. So he doesn't really invest into relationships. Um, mm-hmm. And for me… It was one of those lines that kind of stuck deep with me. That I was like… Oh, I can completely understand that. I could feel that. And I think for me… It comes from a point of… I feel like from college until now… I have always moved around so much. And I have switched careers and had to do things in so many different ways. And then I've always like… I have great friends from high school. I have a great core group of friends from college. But after that… And I think I have friends now. But like I at a certain point became very wary of investing into new relationships. Is that just me or is that you too? No. I think it is very very common. I don't know where we discussed this or if this was over like dinner or something. But it's… It's very common. I asked my 
I asked my teacher in high school, my English teacher, about like, you know, why is it that, you know, we see all these horrible things on the news every day, right? People dying. It's like tragic news every morning as we're just trying to get the weather, you know? And I was like, how come people aren't like upset about this? And he says like, as a human being, there's only so many people that you can care about and have within Mm. your close circle. As a kid, Mm. it's all about your friends. It's all right. about like making as many friends as possible. Think about the concept of MySpace. It's like in Facebook, it's like your popularity TikTok. and your yeah, and your worth is based on yeah, for you TikTok people, your followers is like your self-worth in some ways of being like, hey, I'm a popular person. But at a certain point, you hit an age and you're just like, I don't give a F, right? Mm. Because when you're young, you just want to like meet as many people as possible, have as many friends as possible. But over time, you know what you like. You know what type of people you gravitate towards. And then you just nurture those relationships. Fair. So yeah, I think, I think that's kind of where it's at. And obviously for you as a celebrity, you're all, you have to be a little bit more guarded because you don't really know the intention of the people trying to get to know you. Um, I had a conversation the other night. I, uh, I was invited to this dinner to say hi to some people. And a bunch of people there were like, oh, we've met before. And I was like, have we? Like, yeah, like you bought me a drink and we talked. I was like, oh, nice to meet. Nice to see you again. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think I I used to feel very guilty about it. I used to be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And now I'm just like, yo, I'm going to be honest. I don't care. Like, it's just the way it is. Life is, it's just just life. And, but I think, you know, it's great when people are like, oh, no, no, no. I understand. Like we've met once four years ago. I don't expect you to remember me, but I remember you. And so, like at a cool. party where you're just like, hey, I'm Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. Yeah. Some, but some people feel like very, very hurt by that, which I used to get very, very like upset. And I was like, oh, please don't be upset. But now I'm like, yeah. yo, if you're going to be upset, like I don't want to be your friend anyways. Cause like that's, that's just like way too sensitive and I can't deal with that. Bye. Sounds like a them <laughs> problem. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know, this, this kind of leads into this thing of like, I think. I have become more guarded. I have… I don't like to meet new people. I don't like to be thrown into situations where I don't know people very well. Um, but I think part of the the opening two episodes of this show, right, has to deal a lot about with dealing with your past, dealing with your imperfections, with other and why you're at this point. Why you are where you are. How did you get here? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so… I mean, this show is obviously… I'll give my perception of it. You'll give your perception of it before we make it into our commit or quit area. But I think this show is… It's pleasant. It's not life-changing. But it's pleasant. And there is enough levity and comedy with romance and darker things that keeps things interesting for me. And I am actually… I want to discuss with you… Some theories that I have. Okay. Okay. Do you have any theories about this so far? Like the different things? I I can guess where it's going to end up. That they're going to end up together. But between now and 15 episodes later, I'm just not sure. Well, Like okay, what happens wait. in the meat of it, right? Do you want them to end up together? I mean, I guess. It's like… <laughs> it would be nice to see like these distant f- fate… And all of this destiny talk. Hopefully it pans out. But then another part of me is like… 
after watching extracurricular and not getting what I want, you know, it, it actually keeps me coming back for more. Like, right. can't look away from a train wreck. Like, I would like to see something a little bit unexpected. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm going to say, I don't want them to end up together. I don't want it. I know that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to see these two handsome, beautiful people together. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go against the grain. I want… I want… Kim Seon Kangte to end up with that nice nurse. And I want the main actress, uh, Moon Young, to end up with like Kim Seon's best friend. Like, hmm. I I think because we watch so many dramas these days, I don't want this perfect love story. I don't want that. And it doesn't feel right to have that right now. And I also want to know, and I do believe that Moon Young probably has like a superpower and she put a spell on her dad that made him mentally uh, disabled. Like mental, gave him a mental disorder. And she mm-hmm. unintentionally killed her mom. And she secretly at night turns into like a freak witch butterfly. And she has to feed on the lives of humans. And she accidentally killed Kim Seon's mom when she was a kid. Wow. That's you what didn't I, read any sort of like fan theories? Because that's pretty complex. No. I wasn't expecting you to pull that out of your back pocket. I mean, look. I believe it could happen. That's just what I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it I mean, there. what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And it's not yeah. outside the realm of the Korean drama universe. Right. And frankly, if it doesn't go that way, it looks like we're just setting ourselves up for failure. I mean, I, I, like that's where that's how it should go. Maybe I we'll should see, just start Let's see how scripts. this shakes out. If this show… Ends up better than your theory. And it doesn't yeah. go that path. Then don't ever consider picking up a pen. However, if it goes a very straight path. That's very expected. And we get the results that we were, you know, expecting. Then let's talk. Well, I mean like what if the writers listen to our show. And they're like, oh, we should we should do this. Right. Because all the we'll episodes aren't know. out yet, right? It's yeah. coming out week we'll by week. Know. We'll have oh, no man. idea. When is this episode supposed to come out? I guess this episode comes out next week. So there's still there's still time for a writer's room. Yeah. For them to Okay. If you're listening, we just want credit. Just give credit. That's all we want. Yeah. I just want to build a resume. That's right. Just tag my Instagram. All right. And we'll Wait, know. Why your Instagram? You didn't come up with this theory. I came up with this theory. Dude, I was here too. So I'm a part of the IP. As I feel oh like you're God. making it up as you're looking at me. Uh, you think your me looking at your Zoom screen inspired these stories? No, yes. this came from the bottom of my dark, dark heart. Um, okay. Do you have any theories or speculations? I don't. You know, it's… You know, prepping for our moment of truth, whether to commit or quit or not. It's… Yes, there are some atypical themes. I'm glad I see Kim Zion and I, I really do like the female lead as well. But I wasn't really expecting this to take a, a, a deeper turn here. Obviously, there needs to be a little bit more conflict. Um, there need to be some more subplots for me to really get engaged. But I thought this was just going to shake out in a very typical Korean drama way. So if it goes your way, then I'm very much excited for it. But I can't really, you know, think of anything else. I mean, I like the theme of darkness. I like that there's like Alien-like themes. Yeah. Um, But we'll see where it goes. 
I haven't really been guessing. And you're a lot like, you know, my wife, she's always guessing and coming up with theories as we watch. But I'm very, dude, I'm just very literal. I take what I see. I'm like, oh, you know that's what? cool. I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing anything. I think maybe it's because Brittany and I are just much, much more intelligent than you are. <laughs> <laughs> but why put yourself through that? Why get? Why not just watch it? <laughs> you know? No, I'm just kidding. I think, okay, I'll be very honest. For me, it was like… I think the reason I started thinking of these theories is because I was mm-hmm. like, if this is another one of those dramas where Kim Soon just looks like a really good romantic lead and this girl is just like a Chun Jian kind of character who's like kind of badass. Like, we've already seen that. Like, can you really top my love from another star? I don't know. No. The answer That's to that why is I'm no. like, right. Which is why for me, like, I want this drama to be good. I want it to do well. But I don't want it to be my love from another star. I need it to be something else. I need it to have a different mm-hmm. twist or plot ending. And I hope that the director and the and the writers get that too. So they're like, oh, we're going to throw some crazy, crazy ass things in here. So people can be like, oh, oh my God. That's right. what I need. Okay. Well, I think, I think that's a really good point. So what is it for you, Eric? With all these little… All right. Why don't you let us know? How are you feeling? All right. So, if I'm going to commit or quit, I'm going to lightly commit. Right? This is not a, I absolutely need to watch this. Right? If I don't watch this, my life is going to end. It's not one of those. But, for what it is, just like kind of a fun, witty, dark humor drama. It's great. Like, you don't need to overthink it like I do. I overthink it by choice. Um, if you want to just take it at face value, it's great. And um, so yeah, it's a light commit for me. I hope it does well. And I hope that we have a lot of plot twists and turns. And I'm curious to see if my theories are right, which is probably more of a reason for me to watch than just to watch for the sake of watching. Right. Um, I hope yeah, it, is it is too. Is it a commit? It's a light commit Kim, for me. Because Kim Soo-yeon, his his fee is not cheap. So they have to take this and really utilize this time and and take it take it somewhere else that's very unexpected. So for me, the bar has been risen. Okay? Like the bar is so high right now. We're watching so many Korean dramas like like the standard is up here with Itaewon class and extracurricular and some shows that like I cannot stop watching. Like to a point yeah. where like my next day is ruined because I can't yeah. turn off the television. But right now, am I like, oh, I need to watch this? No. So similar to you, I'm going to lightly commit. But I'm going to say I lightly commit just to see if your theories pan out. And just I, to see if Kim Zion has some more acting chops than, hmm. you know, than we think and than what we've seen. Right. So I'm going to probably give it a couple more episodes. But if it doesn't pick up, conditionally, I have to say I will quit. In the next two episodes, if it doesn't pick up, I'm out. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. We're fair, getting pretty creative enough. with these like commit or quits, right? I mean, we got like, to. We've been it's no so longer just here. like a hard yes or a hard no. It's like, yeah, uh, it's a commit with the condition. Right. If this doesn't get better by week we three, out. I'm out. I'm fair. I'm right there with you. Okay. Um, I, again, cool. by all means, this is not a bad drama. I just think with so much to watch, 
Is this yep. going to be the one thing that I decide to commit to? Nah. That's just what it is. Um, to wrap it up, in other news, I just recorded an OST for a drama that's coming out very soon. Woo. It's not public information yet, but if mm-hmm. you guys come back next week, I'll be able to share with you probably what it is. But anyways, okay. okay. Anyways. Let's wrap this up. People got to go. Okay. People got things to do. Um, right. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Committed Quit. Hope you guys enjoy hearing our thoughts on It's Okay to Not Be Okay, Episodes 1 and 2. Yes, and let us know if you agree with our decision to commit to it or quit watching. Uh, you know, tag us on Twitter at The Dive Studios to let us know your thoughts per usual. Also, follow us on IG at The Dive Studios and at Dive Studios on TikTok. And uh, yeah, make yeah. sure to subscribe. Subscribe to Dive Subs- Studios on YouTube at youtube.com backslash dive studios and um actually we also have full video episodes on a second youtube channel called youtube.com backslash dive pods okay so it's like a collection of like old episodes new episodes but it's like the full video if you want to check that out it comes a little bit out a little bit later um as you can imagine and then lastly subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com backslash dive studios um, where you'll get uh, a slew of perks. And oh, dude, I need to use the bathroom so bad. Eric, can we wrap this oh up? Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Uh, All right. right. <laughs> Lastly, Eddie has to go to the bathroom. So, you guys, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Leave us a rate and review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to us from. And let us know what other shows you want to hear us or watch us review. And um, if you have any guests in mind, let us know. And uh, have a great week. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. We'll talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.